Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike and I got my line mate Matt with me. And today is part three of a four part podcast series on a rundown of all 32 NHL teams and where they are right now. But before we get into it, do us a favor, give us a follow on Twitter and uh, subscribe to the podcast if you're listening. So to get right into it, the teams that we're going to be covering today are the Nashville Predators, the New Jersey Devils, the New York, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, Ottawa Senators, Philadelphia Flyers, Pittsburgh Penguins, and the San Jose Sharks. So, Matt, we'll start off with the Preds. Um, I'll tell you what, man. They had a pretty rough start to last season. Yeah, it was it was a weird season, a rough start. But, man, they really turned it on and, and came back, I would probably say, at the half point, halfway point. They actually became a, a team that was incredibly difficult to beat, as, even for Carolina, Florida, and, and uh, Tampa Bay. What do you think, man? Yeah, I think. Saros was the reason that this guy was yeah. on fire. Yeah, he was. Um, and I was just going to say, uh, well, Rene retired, and this guy now now it's his net. It's officially his net, and let's see what he can do. They're a very, very boring team to watch, but yeah, they, are. they grind their way and they win games with their defense and their goaltending. But they did get rid of some key guys like Ellis and uh, Arvison. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I got them in a playoff spot, but maybe they're going to compete with the Hawks for that wild card. In all honesty, I was as equally surprised with the Ardvidsson trade, kind of like the Atkinson from Columbus. Yeah, it makes sense. I thought that Arvidsson was there for the for the long haul. To be honest with you. Well, Poli's uh, excuse was. Um, or I think that's his name, but the GM said that they couldn't protect him. They were protecting other players, so they didn't want to lose him for nothing. So he traded him to the Kings. But uh, I guess they uh, wanted to move on from him, and the Kings got a very good player. Big time. That's why I think that's why a lot of people think the Kings are, you know, they're kind of rebuilding their way back in, and they're adding good pieces like uh, Arvidsson. So. Arvidsson and Deneau? On, on the Kings yeah. makes them a much better team. I agree. Wow. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Um, I don't see them making the playoffs this year. I see Roman Josie having another, um, you know, another season, you know, that's comparable to his. Um, I think that he's a phenomenal defenseman. I think that he plays great D and and can play. I think he's just a great two-way defenseman, uh, in, in, in my opinion. But I don't see them making the playoffs um, I I just think that they're a little. I don't want to say a soft team, but they'll they'll have some compete. But I don't think that they have the players to compete with the top teams in the league. I'm not saying the Blackhawks are a top team in the league. I'm saying that they're a better team than than what Nashville is right now. But who knows, man? You know, they could surprise everybody, come out of nowhere, and uh, Soros put up a a ton of low scoring games. You know. Yeah, so, let's hope he stays healthy because if he goes down, the Preds are done. Well, it, you know, I, I just hope that uh, I hope that he he shits the bed when it comes to playing the Hawks. To be honest with you, so let's move on to New Jersey, the Devils, the Cup contenders, the Cup favorites, according to <laughs> du- according to Dougie Hamilton. Um, I think that they've done. I think that they've done a really really bad job with mentoring and developing Jack Hughes. Um, I thought Jack Hughes was a really solid talent 
but he hasn't been able to translate his game into the NHL yet. And I think because they played him too early. Was he probably one of the best players on the team talent-wise? I would say, I would definitely say so. But was his body, was his, you know, hockey mind acclimated and ready for the NHL game? I don't think so. And I think that's a big piece that has been missing from him. But I do see him um, starting to make a, maybe start to make a make a change this year and maybe start, start coming into his own. I believe this is going to be his third NHL season. And, um, you yes. know, there's a turn of the tide over there in New Jersey. You know, when Brodeur retired a few years ago, it was, you know, the end of an era. Nobody knew where, you know, New Jersey was, was, was going to be. Uh, and they've been in the drums of the league, to be honest with you. They haven't been competitive, really. And they're playing in a very tough uh, Eastern Conference as well. Where are you at with New Jersey? Yeah, I, I think they're going to win the Cup because they signed Dougie Hamilton. <laughs> I, I wrote the same thing you said, so I was dying. Mm. Um, yeah, they're they're not ready. They're you know they added um, uh, the other brother, the Hughes brother. Uh, I think he's a defenseman. Yeah, so that that was kind of cool to see that in the draft. That, that kid was they were both hugging, and then you see Quinn in the background. He goes, "Yep, I'm on Vancouver, and I'm going to win before you guys. So, <laughs> and I'm better." <laughs> and he's honestly a very good defenseman. I I'm. He's actually an exciting player to watch, Quinn Hughes. Yeah, he um, is. He's not a really big guy, though. Definitely the be- better of the the Hughes brothers. Um, and well, New Jersey also signed um, Thomas Tatar. He's kind of been around. He's a two-year, nine million. Um, I think they signed uh, Bernier too to two years for the goalie. Wow. And I, I just don't. I don't see them. Being anywhere close to a playoff spot, like you said, they're in a very good, good division. Uh, maybe a couple of years, but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think that they're making big steps to be a contender. Luke Hughes is the third Hughes brother, defenseman, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually think he's the biggest one out of all of them too, standing at six two. Yeah, he did look taller in those videos. Yeah, when they both were all of them, together. both of them, yeah. Yeah. That's always that's always funny to see, you know, when especially when it comes to like hockey families. You know, you look at the Doc brothers and they're both, you know, pretty much the same size. But then there's other families, you know, where we'll take the the Hughes brothers, for example, where there's yeah. one that's six two and the other one that's you know, that's five eleven. I think Quinn and Jack are both five eleven. I think they're lying about Jack. I think Jack's actually shorter. Like I think five, he might be like nine. five, five eight, yeah. hundred sixty-five pounds, soaking wet. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. The Stall brothers—they're all about the same, like six three, six two, all of them. And they're all winners. They're all good players. Yeah, man. They I'd are. take any of them. I take any of them for sure. Yeah, you know Jordan. I think when he came into the league as a third line center for uh, the the Penguins. You know, he was such a great player, a Selkie candidate. And I think moving to Carolina, man, was a detriment to his career because he wasn't just a a good defenseman for the Penguins. He was an excellent third-line defenseman with some offensive upside. When he went to Carolina, I think that he wanted to be more of the guy and he wanted to play with his brother, you know, second-line center type of role. And I don't think that he's played his best hockey there. 
I think he played his best hockey in in um in Pittsburgh. But you know, oh I, Jordan. Oh, I, yeah. I thought you were talking about Mark. No, no, no. I was talking about oh. Jordan. Yeah. Okay. Mark was, was always kidding. pretty. He's always been pretty solid, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, he's with you. Mr. Ranger, man. He was on that team for a long time. Then he went over to the Red Wings. You know what, dude? We forgot to talk when we did the Red Wings. We forgot to mention Nick Letty's on that team. Oh and, my goodness! Yeah, we and did. I, you know what? And I, I wrote that down, and I said, you know what? I I feel really bad about leaving Nick Letty out because now Nick Letty's going to probably probably be playing with Stahl. That's a damn good pair right there. Yeah, it is. It and is. I didn't I didn't want to leave that out because uh, I know they're rebuilding. I know they got another year or two, but those are two damn good guys to have on your team when you're rebuilding. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think Sorry that would about be a, that, Nick Letty. I think that would be an incredible uh, second line, second line pairing. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I feel real bad about leaving Nick Letty out. I've, I've always been a Nick Letty fan. I pissed off that Q was too hard on him as a kid, but I, yeah. I, I, I he could have been our next. You know, he could have been the man after Keith. I think th- I think that he was good back then. I don't think that it helped his case at all when we lost in the twenty fourteen. Uh, Western Conference Finals when the puck went in between his arms, you know, and he didn't block it, and then yeah. it went, then it went past Crow, you know. But but Q always had a hard time for him, you know. And a, for a lot of Blackhawks fans, Q walks on water, and they don't want to admit the fact, you know, that, you know, he just refused to mentor and develop younger defensemen, and w- which yeah. you could also attribute it to being where we are in the, in the position that we are today with non developed. Um, defenseman, um, yeah. we traded Stephen, well, not Stephen, was it uh, John Klinberg to to Dallas? He's been a mainstay on their defensive their defensive core ever since we traded him, and he's been a pretty good player for them. You know, yeah. I mean, like, who would you rather have, Nick Letty or Michael Roosevelt? And uh, Nick I feel like that guy was on the ice more than Nick Letty during those runs, and it just yeah. drove me nuts because yeah. Roosevelt was old. He made more mistakes than Letty. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, and agree. those mistakes always came back and haunted us. They'd go back and score the other way, or he'd get lose a step and take a penalty. We'd lose. A, we'd get a power play goal against, and and I'm like, we got rid of Nick Letty, and he only made seven million a year in. Um, the Islanders and the Islanders were just, that was a great pickup when they, you know, got him. It's funny that we're talking about Nick Letty because we're talking about the Islanders next. Right. And right. Yeah. But, and th- they traded him to create space for their, their new guys. Um, uh, Pelic that he signed an eight year extension. And um, I just can't believe they let Letty go because I thought he was a solid pillar on that blue line. Well, Letty originally when he he signed his first contract with the Islanders, that was a five point five million deal, which isn't bad. I thought it was seven. No, it was six, it, seven. It was like five point five. He signed a long term deal. Let me. T- it, I'll it was, have to take I'm a look sure. at it here. We'll move on to the Islanders now. Yeah. Look that up. Okay. Well, yeah, I know the Islanders are actually um, they lost Jordan Eberle in the expansion draft, which is another guy who's kind of a important offensive player for them. He's been bouncing around everywhere. I know he started with the Oilers, I believe. He was, you know, he was with those guys for a long time. Um, and I know that Lou is 
got like some moves on standby. I've been listening to NHL Net about this. They they want to re-sign Zajac. They want to bring Palmieri back. Uh, I've I've heard Zach Parise, but they're trying to get some some of these main guys figured out before they, you know, commit money to these guys. Um, but as far as their play for my predictions, I think they're still cup contenders. Just the way they have good goaltending with Varlamov and that Sorokin. They're right. going to be very, very good again. They're well coached. One of the best coaches in the league. I, I think that they and they can go all all the way if they they want it. They might want to try to add a game breaker on offense to get Matt Barzell some help. Like we've been hearing Tarasenko's name a lot, man, but nothing has happened yet. And I think that's why these four players I just mentioned aren't signed yet. I think they're waiting in the wings to see what they can bring in to help. Could you imagine if, if Barzell played in a fast, fast-paced offense? Yeah, with a guy like uh, Tarasenko flying down the freaking... Well, just, if, that guy's a beast. If Tarasenko can stay healthy. And he could shoot. Yeah, I know. That's has been his problem. And I think he wants out of the blues, too. So Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, Nick Letty, actually, uh, we were both right. He, he, it was a seven-year deal. Uh, thirty-eight point okay. five million, five point five million a year. He's getting paid seven million in his contract this year, though. But his cap hit is five million. That's a damn good cap hit. Five point five, yeah, man. That's that's excellent. So they locked him up. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent next year. Um, so you know, take that for Ooh. for Start what it is. To the Hawks rumors. <laughs> Come back home, uh, man. You know what? I don't know if we could do that, man. We've got some young guys that need um, yeah. they they need to come up and they need to play and they need to develop, you know, and, and get into the and get into the league. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah I, I'm I would like to see him uh, a hawk again, but uh, who would we, you know, who would he take the place of Mitchell or or Bowden or Kalanuk? You know, I wouldn't want that to happen. Yeah, I I don't know. That's what I'm sucks. Sure. Even I'm though not I like sure him. About that. I think we, you know, we got to keep the McCabe and uh, Jones together. And, I, right. you know, we always forget to mention DeHaan. What's going to happen with this guy and stuff like that? So I don't we, know. We, we got to wait and see till camp. He's got to find a roster spot, man. Yep. Him, you know, him and Strom could be on the outside looking looking in, to be honest. They could. But, you know, we're, 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 we're digressing big time. So yeah. let's finish up on the Islanders. I I th- I see them as as favorites. To be honest with you, they're a hard nosed team. Um, they can beat you down and score goals. Uh, great goaltending, and to be honest with you, man, they they gave Tampa a scare, a yeah. really really big scare, because that could have gone either way. It could have been the Islanders playing in the Stanley Cup Finals, and if they did, they would have won. They the Eps they absolutely would have won. They were that good. I think they they proved that they could play a fast-paced game or a Nashville Predator Barry Trotz kind of game, boring right. and. But that's how that's how the Canadians played. But that's their only way to play, right? So I I think that the Isles can adjust, and that's what makes them scary. Right. Yeah, I agree. So moving on to the Rangers, right off oh, the bat, yeah. man, you know they lost Pavel Buchnevitz, and he was a big part of their team, I I believe. Um, he, he was a huge part of their team, uh, 
we'll see how Panarin comes out this year. I'm sure he's going to have another another great year. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't have any more legal trouble. And um, you know, Henrik Lundqvist obviously retired. You know that that is over with. And you wonder if is New York going to be in somewhat of a um, like a turning of the tide? Is Panarin the the king in New York now? You know, what is their identity? Does does New York have an identity right now? I don't know. I don't know what they are now because they got rid of some top scorers, but they got very, very tough. They added a, a bodyguard for uh, the bread man. <laughs> yeah. And you know to. that first game, that's going to be the main storyline coming in, I think. It's going to be Tom Wilson versus Ryan Reeves. It's going to be... You touch my star player again like that, you're dead. And I think that is 100% reason why they brought Ryan Reeves in. And yeah. they added guys like Goudreau from Tampa, who's right. another big kind of tough guy. He could play tough, but he was a huge key in that Stanley Cup, both of them. And um, Adam Fox won the Norris Trophy, which is, you know, I was surprised by that one. But, I mean, that's huge confidence builder for the Rangers and their fans. Like, hey, we got a Norris Trophy defenseman on our team now. I thought Victor Hedman got gypped, but... I think so, too. You know... I think he was a better defenseman. I, I Yeah, all around, he's just a better defenseman, and Kale McCarr is right behind him, I think. Yeah. But I, I think the Rangers might... They're in another good, good division, too, and a lot of teams got better. But I think they could sneak in if the bread man stays healthy... And they get some good goaltending. I'm going to put them on the outside looking in. Okay. So, we'll move on to the Senators. Ottawa. Hmm. They are in what is said to be secret communications with Brady Kachuk right now. Looking to get a long-term deal done. And if they do, more than likely he's going to get the C. I think it's felt in Ottawa that Shabbat is more deserving of it. But, you know, Brady Kachuk is their their big draft pick, you know, a couple seasons ago. He's a big part of their future if he gets signed. And um, he's he's uh, somewhat of the total package. He could score, he hits, he could play D. Um, he can fight, you know, just like his dad and his brother. I was brother, just going to say that, yep. You know? Um, you know, these both of them, him and his brother, are both chips off the old block, to be honest with you, 100%. Other than that, man, um, what do you have from Ottawa? You know, this is a team that is looking for to take the next step to be to be competitive, you know, and they're not. They haven't been. I don't I don't believe that they've that they have been. No, I, I they got Brady Kachuk. I th- I think he's going to be a superstar. And he should, like you said, be the captain. This is a guy you want to build a team around. Um, Matt Murray was brought in from Pittsburgh, a two-time back-to-back Stanley Cup champion goalie, and you know he kind of had a he had some trouble his first year over there. And, and I don't know if you remember, but Matt Murray was rumored to come here um, that that summer, and right. uh, he ended up not wanting to resign here, so they signed they moved him to Ottawa. I think he signed a four-year deal with them. But I think if he can get back to form like the Pittsburgh days, I think he can, you know, they can compete. But I still don't see them making the playoffs yet. They're still much, they need their guys to 
you know, take the next step or bring in some guys to help Kachuk. But I don't have them making the playoffs this year. That makes two of us, obviously. Yeah. Moving on to the Flyers. Philadelphia, have, they're, an, they're another team playing in a very tough division, looking to be competitive. And uh, I haven't. I don't think that they've gotten any better. They have continually had a a goalie, you know, a, an empty spot at goalie, a goalie conundrum. They haven't been able to get, you know, a, a, a franchise player to fill that position. And I think that's been their missing link for a very, very long time. Um, Giroux is getting older. He is not the point producer that he used to be, but he's still a good player, very serviceable. And th- they need to have a some new blood injected into this into this team. Where do you think that that Philadelphia, you know, needs the biggest kick? Well, I'm going to disagree with you. I think that they did get better. I think that that Atkinson trade, mm-hmm. they they totally won that trade, which I didn't understand Columbus's thinking on that at all. This Cam Atkinson, we've seen him a lot last year. He is right. a bright, bright, only bright spot of that Columbus team besides Seth Jones last year. He, This kid could skate. He could score. He's consistently scoring 20, 25 goals, maybe even 30 full seasons. Uh, I think he's going to help that team out a lot. Uh, they brought in Keith Yandel. A good, um, good veteran. He's been kind of jumping all over lately. Uh, they got Ristolainen from Buffalo, who's a good player. Ellis from Nashville, which, like we we both said, we didn't understand that move either. Right. But that makes them better on the blue line. Then they brought in Martin Jones to back up Hart. I'm not sure what I how I think about this one because Jones got lit up in San Jose. He was just brutal. And I don't know if anybody plays fantasy out there. I'm sure they do. If you see Jones like the, the the next best goalie on your list, you're better off just not even picking another goalie because he was awful. And the main thing that I saw, I just read about Philly was Giroux is not resigning till the offseason or if they even bring him back. He's not talking contract extension during the season. Right. So... What what does that mean? Maybe I think they're going to be moving on from him. I could see him if they're terrible, moving him at the deadline to like a contending team trying to get over the hump. Hawks fourth line center. They'd be a killer fourth line center. Oh, dude, he'd move right up. Dude, he he's still a good player. He, no, I, like, I'm not I'm not saying that he would be a fourth line center because of his talent and the way that he plays. Just I'm, with our depth. I'm just saying yeah. at the depth at the position. I mean, he could play right wing, but I would rather have somebody solid like him. Playing yeah. that uh, that that fourth line center, he can play good D at the center position, which I think is a big plus for him. An even bigger plus is that he is a huge offensive threat at the same time. And having him playing against um, maybe I wouldn't say some lesser competition, but maybe he's playing on a on a lesser line where he has more offensive opportunities than playing against a, you know top line competition. Do you know where I can see him going? Where Pittsburgh, oh man, just Can you imagine to that? stick it to the organization, like oh, you guys man. don't bring me back, I'm going, to, I'm going six hours away, and I'm going to haunt you. That'd be I could just, huge. I could just see that happening. <laughs> he, he takes a lot of heat over there. Yeah, he does. He and always I, has. It, 
it's just it's not fair. I mean, I'm not I like him. I'm not crazy about him, but he, you know, a good player when you see one. And he, he used he to score hundred points, hundred points a couple of years ago. He's he's solid. He, I mean, he's he was a top five center in the league a couple yes. years ago. I mean, it's it. There's no doubt about it. But the goal the goaltending is the issue. They've had. 1,000 goalies in the last, like, 10 years, it seems like. They've had Brian Elliott, uh, Michael Layton, Brian Boucher, uh, that crazy guy from Pittsburgh, Bers- or not Pittsburgh, uh, Phoenix, Berskalov. Oh, Remember yeah. that? Yeah, that shit I was just going to say that, Eli it's just It's just been <laughs> crazy. And then they, they got Hart, and he's young, and they're comparing him to Carey Price, so they're all going nuts in Philly. and Setting just, him up for failure. Yeah, that I, come on, man. Like it's not enough pressure. Compare me to the best goalie in the world, and it's like, come on, give me a break. So hopefully he gets they get onto a good start and Hart gets hot. But he does he he's gonna have some bad games. He's still young. But as for playoffs, uh, I don't know yet. I, I it's this is a tough one. I'll say maybe a wild card. We'll see. I I don't have them making it. I, I, I think that the goalie position is too iffy for me. You know, if they had a, 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 a solid number one goalie and somebody decent to back him up, yes. But we don't know what's going to go on with Carter Hart. And Martin Jones, to be honest with you, is, is a soup sandwich. And I don't think that, you know, I mean, you might as well put Malcolm Subban in there, to be honest with you. I probably would, honestly. Yeah, I think, actually, yeah. I think that I would too. At All right. the price, yeah. Moving on to the pens. Sidney Crosby. That's all you can really talk about is Sidney Crosby when you mention the pens, but that's not going to be it today. We already know what Sidney Crosby is. We already know how great he is. He's still good. He's gotten a little slower over the years, but he's still great. His positioning is phenomenal, and I think that he's going to have another great year. What I want to talk about is Evgeny Malikin. We're talking about a player with a 9.5 million cap hit. He's going to be going into the offseason looking for a contract. What do you pay him? He's been a superstar for a long time, but you know what? He's been a broke superstar for a long time too. He misses a lot of time from injuries not playing. And I think that that has been a huge detriment to the team because he's taking such a large cap hit and he's not on the ice. Now, when he is on the ice, yeah, he could score points and uh, he could put the puck in the back of the net. But the problem is, is that he's not on the ice consistently enough at 100% enough to warrant another one of those $9.5 million uh, contracts. That's where I'm at with, with that. That's huge because he's their number two center. He could be a number, you know, number one center somewhere else if he could be healthy, but he's their number two center. And and he's he's a he's a big deal, man. Um, Latang I think will play will, will play really well, and that essentially um, the rest of the team falls in line a- after that. You know, it's funny when I think of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, we always talk about how we think of a player that kind of defines the team. For some reason, I always think of Brandon Sutter with uh, with the Penguins. But I don't know, I just wanted to mention that. Where yeah, are you he at? at now? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He might be in Calgary. I, I'd have to double yeah. check. He might even be in Vancouver. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to double check. But where are you at with the Penguins? 
Well, to answer your question, what do you pay uh, Gino Malkin? I would pay him $7 million two years and say, hey, stay healthy. We'll talk about maybe more next next two years. But we'll, we'll have to ask the pair at the point or uh, give us a grade on our an- analysis of this team. But I, I think the Pens have a solid core still. I like, obviously, you got Sid. You got Malkin, you got Carter, you got Latang, you got Kapanen, you got Zucker, um, and and Gensel. I think they have a really solid team. But the only thing that they were terrible at last year in the playoffs was the goaltending. Um, Jari and DeSmith were just not that good, and I I think Jari was the starter. Uh, Tristan Jari, right? Yeah. I think they play the Islanders the first round, and the Islanders, I think they just lit them up. They, whatever the scouting report was, go high glove, and that's where they beat him. And it seems like they stuck to it, and they just made the Penguins look like you know a non-playoff team, and they're they're a good team. Oh, really? But I I think the they're going to make the playoffs again. But I was very surprised that Pittsburgh didn't try and get a goalie. I am too. No, being that their their GM was is a Hall of Fame goaltender, you know it's like he he's got to see this, you know. So I, I'm very surprised. Yeah, I am too. I mean, that was a the whole thing that ended up with with Fleury and and Matt Murray. You know, you would have thought Matt Murray was going to be the goaltender of the yeah, future. Somebody's got to stay. Yeah, somebody's got to stay. And they they lost both of them. That's yeah. incredible. And especially you know, Fleury was a you know, a mainstay, you know, he was the definitive goalie of their resurgence as a powerhouse Eastern Conference team, you know. Matt Murray was solid. He, he was, was, he was back definitely. to back and he, uh, he ran Flurry out of town. They he made did. it, they made it clear like, hey, we're not protecting you, Flurry. I mean, this kid is too, he's young and he's good. And yeah, they gave up on him pretty quick. Yeah, they did. They did. But... It is they're gonna it make is. it. They're still gonna make it. They're gonna. Ma- they're a playoff team still, and yes, I like Brian 100%. Burke as the president. I think he's gonna be like, hey, this 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 goaltending, it's not working. We got to make a move and we got to get a guy. And I think they're gonna they're gonna do it. Moving on to the Sharks, I want to say this, and I want to say this outright. I think Eric Carlson is completely overpaid, and. I don't think he should play defense. He's more of a right winger. Uh, for a guy who's continually in the negative and is plus minus year after year, I don't know how he can. You can e- you can even validate him making the amount of money that he does. Um, the fact that they w- decided to go with him and move on from Pavelski goes to show you that. San Jose, they don't have their ducks in a row. For a long time, it was the Joe Thornton, uh, Patrick Marlowe show out there. Next thing you know, Carlson comes in, and you know what, man? I think the whole squad, uh, they just shit the bed. I don't see them being competitive at all this year. Where are you at with San Jose? Yes, I'm glad that you said that because I've never been an Eric Carlson fan. Um, not taking away his skill on offense. he Very good at up, offensively. Can put up some great numbers. I know he was a fan favorite in Ottawa. Good for him. Um, just don't think that getting 100 points and 
finishing a minus 25 makes you a Norris contender. It, it doesn't. Uh, $13 million a year, so they had no choice but to let Pavalski go, which is insane to me because that guy, every time I watch him, like, say, play the Hawks or just watch him on, like, a uh, like game of the night, whatever, NHL game, he scores a goal. He's He's a huge factor in the game. And if I'm watching a Sharks game, I just see Eric Carlson turning the puck over, coasting back, not playing defense. And I, yeah, I'm just not going to get into it because I can't stand the guy. But there's <laughs> another guy I can't stand is Evander Kane. I know he has some off-ice issues. I'm not going to accuse him of anything, but he's got a very, very bad track record. Uh, you got your two goalies, Hill and Reamer in that. Um, yeah, I... I think I'd rather have Martin Jones, honestly. So that's gonna be that's gonna be very rough. But they do have some studs. They have Thomas Hurdle, Timu Meyer, uh, Logan Couture, the captain, and Brent Burns. That guy, I love that guy. He plays the position right too. He he'll he can just man, he can slap it from the freaking blue and just a hard shot right over the glove. He could skate through guys. I think he had a very good goal this year against. Might have been the Wild or something, but he skated, he skated through five players off of a faceoff and just all by himself. It was awesome. Uh, but as for playoffs, I have a big no. Yeah, big no for me too. Yeah. Ironically, man, you know, Brent Burns was a right wing when he was playing with Minnesota. With the Wild, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, And then when he went over to the Sharks, he moved to defense. I wonder what constitutes maybe them you know, saying, hey, you know what, maybe we should move this player to defense. You know, is it skating ability? You know, what is it? Um, I think he was drafted as a defenseman. Okay. And I think the Wild moved him up, kind of like a Bufflin experiment. But he, you know what? No, he's a damn good defenseman. Yeah, he and, is. Uh, he's a very likable guy, classy guy. I, I'm a big yeah, fan of is. him. Yeah, he's a really and good guy. he's got guy. a damn good beard, better than <laughs> Piercy's. <laughs> Well, cool, man. Do you got anything else? Uh, yeah, we got to talk about this uh, interesting uh, offer sheet war going on oh. with the uh, the offer sheet wars. Uh, World War II with uh, uh, what Montreal and uh, Carolina. Yeah, this is uh, the second one in uh, two years, right? I want to say. I think right. it was the last year. Sebastian Ajo got the first one from Mark Bergevin. And uh, uh, the the Canes they matched it, but they had to pay him like a twenty million dollar signing bonus, I, I believe. And I think his cap hit is like eight or nine million. And the Canes said, "Hey, you did me a favor. That's that's what we're trying to get out of him." And and now the Canes have offered. I don't want to butcher his name. I'm gonna let you say it. Hold on, I gotta I gotta see it again. Hold on. Katum Niemi. Jesperi. Yeah. I, I heard his name in the lot in the finals. Oh, Jesperi Kat, Katka Niemi. Yeah, so this kid's 21 years old. He has uh, 22 goals in 171 games played, 40 assists, 60 points, and he's a minus 11. The Hurricanes offered him $6.1 million for one year. So the Canadians could match it 
or they can get a first round pick or a third and a third round pick. So what would you do? I think I wouldn't match it. And I say, go ahead. Enjoy. I'm going to take a first round pick and a third round pick. Yeah. I, I think that's the best thing to do if you're Mark Bergevin, because if you're losing some key players like through injury, like Shea Weber, you got to start thinking about the future and building. I don't see, you know, t- to go backwards, I don't see Montreal c- competing this year. You know, he was their, uh, their heart and soul of the defense last year. And and he's he's gone, probably out for this season. He might not so play anymore. Even Philip Deneau, that's like the, another, another key player. I mean, they brought in David Savard, but he's not Shea Weber. Not even close. Not at all. Yeah. I, I don't see them, com- to be honest with you, I don't know how they're going to be competitive. Yeah. Going but from this, Stanley this Cup is, finals to non-competitive. But yeah, it's the, 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 like we said, the division, the North division was pretty bad. Uh, Toronto pretty much ran away with it. And then the other teams were like, eh, you take second. No, eh, you'll take second. Then they kept, you know, they were flipping, flopping a lot. But back to this offer sheet, I just don't understand what the point of it is for Carolina. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe it was just to like like a revenge, like, hey, this is what you did to Aho last year, and we're getting back at you. Like a twenty dollars signing bonus, was it? Yeah. Just and that's Aho's number. Right. That's just that's just like Petty. come on, this guy's this guy's starting some trouble here. But I just uh, I don't get it. If you're uh, Thomas Waddell, I, I really don't, or Don Waddell, whatever his name is, but. I don't see where this guy even fits. If you're going to spend $6 million on a guy who's got very... I know he's young. He's 21. Maybe there's potential. But, I mean, maybe you should have paid that to Dougie Hamilton if you were so high on him and, you know, give at least, you know, probably get, get him $9 million, but that 6 would have helped. Right. It just I just don't... I don't get this one. I think it's just kind of like... A, Hey, remember you tried to screw me over? It's my turn to screw you over. But I think it can end up haunting them because they're going to lose a first and third round pick. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I don't see, um, I don't think Carolina is going to be competing for a Stanley Cup this year. I think they'll make it to the playoffs, but I don't think that they will, uh, I don't think they'll be competing, I don't think they'll make it past the second round. Yeah, I, I think they could make it to the second. Maybe that's, like you said, maybe that's it. Uh, hopefully Anderson or even Anti Ranta could uh, carry that team because they gave up on a young goalie that Iserman yep. jumped all over. And Huge, yeah. So uh, hopefully that that could that could bite them big time. I think it will. To be honest with you, I think that's the yeah. single biggest mistake that they made this offseason. Yeah, like like we said, they they beat themselves. They there wasn't a goaltending issue. It, it was a penalty issue against a, a, a one of the best power plays in the game. Right. And you can't you can't blame anybody but your discipline on that one. And they made him pay every time. Yep. Well, cool man, do you got anything else? No, still uh been quiet. Uh, I guess uh Tavares is saying he's he's good to go, he's ready and <laughs> we'll get to the Leafs next next podcast. I don't want to get too much into that. Uh Yeah, I was going to wait because they said he's yeah. been uh that he has been you know, training and they say his knee's been doing well, but uh, I want to see if there's an updated medical report or maybe uh, see if there's any more information on him before we get into that one. Yeah. No, I'm good though, man. Cool. 
Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're very appreciative. We're thank you, very appreciative for you guys tuning in week after week, uh, listening to us. It, it's great. We love it. And uh, keep on coming. Let us know if there's anything, you know, that personally that you guys want to hear. Um, just give us a message on Twitter and we'll, uh, you know, we'll try and add it in on, on the podcast and we'll give you a, we'll give you a shout out. But yep. that's all that we got for you tonight. This is the Tomahawk. We're out of here.